Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire, boys. My name is Parker McDonald. And I'm Walter Lee, and we'll be your hosts on this episode of the Southern Collective Hunting Podcast. If you're a new hunter trying to learn the basics, or you're a veteran woodsman just trying to get through your workday, there's always a place at our campfire for you. Speaking of the fire, we would love it if you guys would join our growing Patreon community and be a part of the best and only digital deer camp south of Mason Dixon Line. Come on. If you'd like to learn more, click on the link in the show notes. But for now, Walt, welcome, welcome to, to the fire. fire. All right. Welcome to the Live from the Fire. North Dakota tagged out tour edition. I'm here with Casey Knight and Eli House. Fellas. Today's not been a great day for me. Yesterday was a great day for Eli. We can't really share everything, but Eli was able to punch his tag. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Casey, you're a hunter now. Yes, I am. Been filming for Johnny all week. Yep. Filmed him kill one. So that was cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What y'all think about North Dakota so far? I think it's wildly different from anything I've ever hunted. Yep. Like, I mean, we have ag in Kentucky, but not to this extent. And uh, just the landscape really flat in most places. And then you just got all of a sudden just big rolling hills, gorges. It's really pretty, but kind of daunting at the same time. Hard to figure out what the deer are actually doing here. Yeah. It doesn't seem super relatable from what they do back home. Like, like back home, I can hunt those hard edges and, uh, like, benches, and benches are still a thing here, for sure. But it is really all based on what's planted where. Like, they're using those slopes... Um, and it seems like specifically they're using them on like either beans, corn, some sugar beets maybe. Is there any other crop that it seems like they really like? No. Yeah, the canola, no. they bed in it maybe. But I don't really think so unless there's something else beneficial around. It doesn't seem like anywhere we've been that has the wheat or the canola planted. It hasn't really been all that great. But you go somewhere with beans planted. Um, even though they're yellow right now, it still can be pretty good. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of deer around the beans. Yeah. North yeah. Da- North Dakota's been, I mean, obviously, you know, me and Johnny, we filled our tags, but we were both buck hunting the entire week until the last day, basically, or last two days. And it's been, 
it's been a lot harder i feel like here to figure out what the deer like you said what the deer are really wanting to do it's kind of like they're just doing one thing one day and a completely different thing the next day and like a different like like jake lyshan he was the one who was like man those bottoms are solid like the bottoms with the cattails that's where the deer are coming out of and i think they were and i think some of them still are but i do think they might have shifted a little bit like while we've been here as velvet starts to come off and uh they start to split up um like it's definitely it's it's a hard time to hunt because there is such a big transition that happens it's harvest season here in north dakota so they're harvesting a lot of stuff and that changes the landscape for these deer and obviously the velvet coming off and then um the weather is odd here yeah it's very odd it's really odd it's like hot kind of and then cold and but also it feels like it's october outside like it looks like it's october the leaves are already changing and like we're gonna go back home and it's gonna be 80 degrees 80 degrees and green everything's gonna be just green green it feels like hunting mid-october back in alabama here if that makes sense yeah that's what like I it's kind of like a it's kind of like a weird weird time of year to be in the woods well i want to tell a story because uh yeah, i mean it just happened so talk about deer doing weird stuff and feeling like it's october um so i had a i had an encounter with a decent buck tonight a nice velvet eight point and backstrack the heck out of him and screwed it all up but you guys are used to that by now uh, but here's the crazy part he was uh, grunting at this doe and like chasing her like it was the rut he wasn't like chasing her but he was just on her tail and grunting in velvet isn't that wild it's weird it's weird I got it on film I hope you can hear it um, but then he walked perfectly into my shooting lane and I screwed it up like I usually do on velvet bucks so not super out of the normal I'm pretty pissed off. I'm pretty mad about it. Um, and uh, we've been hunting for a week. And not had a lot of opportunity. I saw a really nice buck at 30 yards a few days ago. I've hunted him a couple times again and have not seen him again. And so this opportunity for me was, you know, like it was kind of a big deal. We knew that these bucks were in there and maybe not this particular buck, but we knew that there were bucks that were using it and I found the right spot tons of rubs scrapes galore that's the craziest thing too like they're still in velvet and there are a pretty significant amount of rubs and scrapes um well the rubs are from them probably shedding velvet but the scrapes are not anyways it's um he came into 19 yards and and just ducked me and I didn't hold low enough and it it is what it is I I have got to do better, but I think moving forward, I'm going to start looking a whole lot more at funnels, at those like obvious funnels, almost rut funnels Yeah. for the rest of this trip. Like uh, another guy, Johnny, um, not Johnny, Quebec Johnny, but uh, a guy from Michigan that was here at the campground. Uh, they were talking about hunting a lot of oxbows and 
that working out. They they've killed they killed two bucks out of their group. So uh, it's definitely something that could work. I, I just feel like the landscape here, like you have crops, and like you said, Casey, you've got gorges and like like steep elk country yeah. and elk in it. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of elk. with lots of elk in it. Um, and then you just got this open, flat North Dakota farmland that you think of when you picture North Dakota. Yeah, right. It's so different all over the place. And uh, I think you and Johnny did something right in that y'all just kind of kept going into the same type of area yeah. and just learning what the deer were doing in that particular area. Yeah, we... I mean, he was he was bug hunting at the beginning, and we were just kind of all over the place. And then finally, toward the end of the trip, he was like, just wanted to shoot any deer, didn't care if it's buck or doe. And we had really noticed that every time we would sit near a bean field or on a in a, like overlooking a bean field, and there would be like oak trees kind of overhanging, dropping them in. They like they were always there. They never yeah. weren't there. So it's like figured him out that way and that's kind of how how Johnny got his tag field yeah I feel like that's what a lot of the does are doing but I feel like the bucks I mean they're using the beans but I feel like they're also skirting the beans just using around the edge like kind of like you were hunting like on the benches or on the pinch points around Uh them yeah that's what it seems like to me I mean Jake's the buck that Jake shot a couple days ago he did the, he kind of just walked through the beans at first or pretty early I think he said it was like seven o'clock wow and he just went walking through the beans and then entered the wood line kind of similar to what this buck tonight did you know just wasn't really in the beans it didn't seem like for any particular reason he just went in there to see that doe and saw she was in there and wanted to follow her around he may have been bedded with her he may have been bedded in those beans because he just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Um, and if that's the case, then that would be the fourth deer I've seen bedded in the beans. But southern guys that are listening to this probably need to understand that, like, it's no, we're not talking about, like, chest-high beans like we've got down south. Even in Kentucky, is that how it is where you're at? The beans get up to, like, your chest and you can't really walk through them when they're super green? I mean, not, not around my area. Usually they're pretty, like, like knee-level Okay, it's a stop sign. Oh, yeah. Woo. All right, we're turning. You're going to turn left. Yes, sir. Casey's running. Stop. Podcast got me uh, <laughs> not paying attention to the road. <laughs> Woo. We're just going to run straight, <laughs> yeah, straight we, into we, the woods. We were. Casey was not going to let up. Um, anyways, it's going to be uncut, so everybody's going to get that. Um. What were we saying? Funnels, beans. Talking about Jake's. Oh, knee high beans. Oh yeah, knee high beans. beans. I've always noticed. I mean, I've never seen any chest high in Kentucky, but I mean, they're they're higher than they are here. Yeah, these beans are pretty low. They're like they're like ankle high. Here. Ankle high. Yeah, yeah, all of them are, and most of them are pretty much dried out and done by now. One thing I've noticed here about the beans is like back home when you when you like. Obviously, we don't have a bunch of bean fields, but the places that they are, like in your corners and stuff, they're really, really, really browsed down. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no foliage. Here, it's like, 
like you can tell where they browsed around, but it's kind of just random spread out all throughout the bean fields because they're yeah. so big, I guess. But it's yeah. not like they're just hammering one spot. No, they're, they're not. Um, like these two deer, like they, uh, they're just kind of randomly out there in the beans for a little bit. Just randomly placed. Seemed like they just popped up out of nowhere and then eventually worked their way down to that trail. Uh, but this is weird hunting for me, man. It, it's just... It's fun. It's good hunting, I think. Once you figure it out, once you kind of figure out the, the system and the patterns, I think it can be really good here. Um, because I think there's a lot of bucks. There's definitely more bucks than maybe not what you have at home, Casey, but where me and Eli are. This place beats the heck out of it as far as yeah, buck encounters. Uh, you're going to turn right right here. Uh, going towards Wahala. It's just, uh, uh, not it. Like you were not saying, it. it is. Keep going. <laughs> it is a lot different. And I think it's just the terrain out here that makes it. Like, I th honestly, I think I overthink it personally. Like, I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I just think I overthink how how to hunt here. Mm -hmm. and it's not as hard as it as we make it. Yeah. You just Alabama, Alabama, or the South in general can can kind of make you overthink things in states like this that really don't have to. We've said it. I've said it a lot in the past on podcasts. It's like going to Kentucky. It's kind of like hunt hunt dumb, you know, and. And out there, you kind of can get lucky on the bean fields. I don't think that's the case here, though. I don't think it's I don't think it's dumb hunting. I don't think it's easy hunting. I think the deer may be a little bit less skittish and less pressured, and there's really good potential. They have so much good food that their antler growth is pretty incredible. Like that deer that I shot at tonight was probably a two and a half year old eight point, and he looked he was probably. I don't know. I, I'm terrible at, at judging. The velvet makes him look bigger. He was probably like 110 inches, maybe. Um, and there, there is, there are those type of deer in Alabama and in the South. But he was, he was definitely like a bigger buck than you would normally see. Yeah. In Alabama. Um, well, it, you might hunt all year back home and never see a deer like that. Exactly. Even the deer you saw on opening day, the buck you saw on opener, Eli, like. Yeah. That's the deer that you shoot in Alabama every single day. Any day. Rifle, bow, doesn't matter. Yep. But it's, uh, it is, it's been an interesting week. We're dirt bagging. Um, dirt bagging tour. The campfire, or the campground doesn't have any water or, or uh, bathrooms or showers at the moment. Somebody, probably from Wisconsin or Minnesota or Michigan or something. Um, Northerners ruined them. Uh, so we don't have showers, and we, we also haven't. I mean, I haven't been able to take a dump <laughs> in like three days. Uh, so it's dirt bagging here. We're dirt bagging. What do y'all think of the tour so far? I think it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. Getting, I mean, it's you know, it's new meeting, having a obviously like i think all of us get along really well but it's it's kind of a struggle hunting with different people yep. that you've never like hunted with before and you're just jumping into 
seven days being with them and them only for the most part you know besides back at camp it's uh just something you have to get used to but yeah. it's been fun it's been an experience and i really enjoyed north dakota so far it's different it's different than i thought it would be but not in a bad way you know obviously because I, th- I thought we were going to be on the bus, but we're not this year. We're in a, a tent. And I think that that adds a little bit, you know, you know, the whole dirt bag, whatever you call it, theme. I think that's a pretty cool concept. Um, but also the, the bus. I guess that I was dirt bag bu- too, yeah. From what I understand, the bus was not great yeah. to live in. It was pretty terrible Yeah, and disgusting. I think the only plus to the bus is going to be, like, when it gets late October, mid-November, and it's cold as crap, <laughs> and we're sleeping in that tent. Yeah, I'm going to have to get some buddy eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Or cuddle with so. each other. <laughs> <laughs> it always goes to that, Casey. It, it seems like hugs and cuddling seem to be like, hey, man. Hey, man. Johnny brought up the, the what, two or three-man sleeping bag. Yeah, that's true. If you don't joke about it, then it might actually be true. Maybe it's that if you joke about it so much, at some point, <laughs> people wonder if it's just true. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Uh, so we got Johnny on. Johnny's French-Canadian. And uh, he is very particular. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about, you got to hunt with Johnny for like a week. Yeah. Film for him. Yeah. Tell us about it. What was that like? He is very particular about everything he takes it very seriously um he 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 has his own way of doing things that he doesn't really stray away from like he he wouldn't let me pee 70 yards from the truck i had to walk back to the truck because i had to pee (laughs) and we were still like 150 200 yards from where we were hunting um you don't want to whisper too loud because, you know, deer might hear you. You don't want to move your head too fast or your hands too fast because they might see you. But How many minutes of screen time did you say? Uh, 15 minutes of screen time per hunt. So you can't be scrolling through TikTok too much. No, but, I mean, I, I respect it. I do. I think that... Um, he's devoted, know, man. Yeah, he's really devoted to it. He, uh, he, wants, to, he wants to kill deer, so... I can, re- I can respect that. Yeah, and he did. He he earned it for sure. Working all day, every day for it. So yep. well, I think it's kind of good to have someone like that on the tour. We're at about the halfway point, and um, I should be tagged out by now, and I'm not. But I hope to be at some point. Uh, you'll get one. I'm... That was that one. That would hurt. That would hurt tonight. It yeah. hurts. I'm trying to have a good attitude, and at some point you just kind of get used to it. I have done for people listening to this. I have done everything I know. Like I've spent so much time with my bow, um, but it's not just bow hunting for me. It's just it's hunting. Like I miss deer with a rifle. The same way it's and it always seems like it's the chip shots, the easy ones that should be. And I I, I went through my whole process this time. I was. I was consciously, like, I, w- I never zoned out. 
I remember everything, and I was, I felt like I was good, um, and I guess he just, I guess, I don't know how far he actually ducked, uh, I, I don't really want to watch the footage again, but, man, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what else to, it just always happens with Velvet Bucks, those, those opportunities like that, it's always pretty easy opportunity, and it just happens. It has literally happened with every single decent velvet buck I've shot at. So we'll end this podcast with that. Unless you boys have any final words on the live from the Fire Tagged Out Tour edition. It's going to be a blast. We got a long road ahead, but Parker's going to tag out. And um, I feel like Casey's going to kill one too. I honestly feel like Casey's going to end up shooting a buck and he's going to be one of the only if not the only one of us to shoot a buck and I feel like Blake's also going to feel his tag Blake's pretty determined I just don't know how it's going to go between him and Johnny Blake, um, Blake's not going to kill a buck just me no he, he might he <laughs> might I know he's going to feel his tag though but I feel like you're, you you might end up shooting a buck I don't know if it'll be out of luck but or what but I mean I bet, I'd rather be lucky than good that's yeah that's all one day. thing I've heard a lot on this tour so far is I'd rather be lucky than good so well, boys. Sorry about tonight, Parker. It's all good. It'll be okay. I'll be all right. I just need to redeem myself, and that always seems to be the case. <laughs> every year, every season, fellas. Let's get let's get back to camp. I'm tired. I need to sleep. I'm yeah. probably gonna have terrible sleep, but yeah. I need some crackers and water in my stomach. Crackers and water. Probably gonna eat crackers and milk. Crackers and milk. <laughs> Gosh, do we have any cereal? That's what I want. I think I think Blake has some. You can have some for me. Probably. Will. <laughs> I think he's got Fruit Loops. <laughs> I'm going to definitely. All right, signing off.